This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. Next hour. Hi, folks. Welcome to STORC Dirt Radio, FM 961-1170. The answer. This segment brought to you by Scooney Side-by-Side in El Cajon and Greenfield. If you have a side-by-side or if you have any type of an off-road vehicle that needs service, this is the place to go. Uh, they've got special deals on product, uh, especially sound systems, believe it or not. Uh, they've also got everything you need for your Polaris, your Honda, your you know, you name it. If it's out there, your Can-Am, they can do it all. That's Scooney side-by-side in El Cajon. Check these guys out. Their number is 619-499-7536, and they're at 202 Greenfield Drive in lovely El Cajon. we got Audrey in the house, got Ed, yeah. and special guest Ben Burr from... Uh, Blue Ribbon Coalition. Absolutely. I'm so excited. i got to tell you, man, I do a lot of radio, and I do a lot of interviewing, and I'm serious. Your group and the way you presented it was phenomenal. Hey, thanks. I'm glad to be here. How long yeah. has uh, Blue Ribbon been going along? Uh, we were founded in 1987. Oh wow! So I was I was seven when Blue Ribbon. I was seven started. When, when you were Blue Ribbon. And what's what's the purpose of Blue Ribbon? It is a national nonprofit that exists to fight to keep all of our public lands open. We fight for recreation access for all users mm-hmm. nationwide through court. We're in a lot of lawsuits, sure. litigation. We do lobbying and we do a lot of advocacy. And so. So it sounds to me like anybody and everybody that would be happy to join Blue Ribbon Coalition, it would be a major help uh, to your cause. And if they do that, they go to what? BlueRibbonCoalition.org? Our our website is ShareTrails.org. I write that down. Yeah, no, it's a... So you go to ShareTrails.org. We'd love for you all to become members of our organization. We, you, for $50 a year, you become a premium member and... You'll be helping us in our fights to keep all of these areas wow. open. If you recreate outdoors, uh, right. we're fighting somewhere for you to be able to do what you right. want to do. And you're not talking mm-hmm. just side by sides or dune buggies. You're talking everything from mountain bikes all the way up. Yeah, so. e-bikes, mountain bikes, side by side, full size vehicles. So street legal and off road vehicle. Yeah, yeah, I mean the biggest group we see getting targeted right now is dispersed camping and overlanders out in the areas where I've been the most aggressive. I we're fighting to keep a bunch of rock climbing well, routes if you have, open they in had, Idaho. Hey, it's if they hadn't climbing. converted the Mercedes van, we'd have been fine. But no, they had to convert the van, <laughs> and there and then the government goes, oh, look, there's a whole bunch of other people. They got money. Let's get after them. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I hate it's to be that, that and it's the people, it, it's the Subaru Outbacks and the rooftop tents, uh, and I support <laughs> it all. I think all those people should be out having good experiences. But it's, everybody should be able to get out there. Why would you want to have give those guys a problem? No. They, they want to go drive from here to there and, and see the sights. And leave no trace isn't just like a 
a nice idea for them. It's almost like church. Like they right. go to see how little trace they can leave. And right. then because they're not leaving a trace, they're saying, well, no one's camping here. It's pristine. We should close it. We, we talked about that recently. I think it was in Moab. They said there were areas that they they, uh, they wanted to reduce the amount of camping places yeah. to places that had already been disturbed. Well, that that um, – was a big problem with the places where people leave no trace and they camp and you can't tell that they camp there, but they did camp there. But now they're closing those places. It seemed like it was backwards logic. Well, it and is. then you've got the river rafters. They don't want anybody in Moab because it's too noisy. <laughs> That's what they say, but I've spent a lot of time there recently doing research for our like field work for our legal fights. Uh -huh. And man, there's you get out in that back country and it's so big. Yeah, it's so quiet everywhere I go. Even on the busiest weekends, I think the noise problem out in the backcountry in Moab is incredibly exaggerated. Right. In town, there are legitimate concerns that we've been in the middle of. But so here's a question: Let's say the little river rafters get away with it, and I'm not taking anything negative about it because I'm I love getting out on the water too. And then Moab goes away because people out there on the water they don't bring as much money into Moab the city <laughs> as the off-road and motorcycle community car manufacturers go there and i can guarantee you they write a fat check to be able to bring their Chevy trucks their Ford trucks or Polaris or Honda or Yamaha or whoever goes out there and it's a it's a it's a destination for the car manufacturers so yeah. What are you going to do when Moab goes away and, and it's not a town anymore? How are you going to support it? It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely, they themselves think they could get by just fine with only the select few types of recreation that they would like to allow. Sure. Uh, there's a book called Billionaire, Billionaire Wilderness written by Justin Farrell, who is a law professor out at Yale. Uh -huh. and he came and like studied the billionaires in Jackson Hole. And there is an economy where you can oh, basically yeah. create a really deep-pocketed, wealthy enclave in the middle of these areas in the West where there are wilderness lands nearby or really nice recreation amenities, and they just price everybody else out of the community. You have no middle class, and then a few select groups of tourism-type businesses that they will choose to allow. And it's, I think that's a really terrible outcome for any Western yeah. community. I, I like all recreation. I want Me the too. river rafters there. I want the off-roaders there. Don't they call that dude ranches back in the day? Probably. Remember, remember <laughs> yeah. They would, <laughs> they'd build a ranch, and they'd have all these things, and they didn't want anybody else doing it except them. And if you had enough money, you'd come there, you go ride a horse, and you know you didn't yeah, have to. In, in Jackson, it's dude ski resorts. They oh, have, is like, that their own private ski resort where you <laughs> yeah. can go and have your whole mountain to yourself? And it's a, and that's my worry is that this becomes really an socioeconomic problem where right. only people with certain amounts of wealth are able to access the most Pre epic parts of yeah, our public land system yeah. and so we we want everybody to be there and find i i think there's dignity and adventure and everything that everybody's doing and as long as you're not out there intentionally causing problems right. we should be pretty permissive about letting you recreate on public lands that belong to all of us so that's blue ribbon coalition in a nutshell yeah. basically yeah good nutshell yeah yeah and i think that's that is such a great crowd. no different than sdorc same thing different location mm -hmm. basically looks at the same thing uh, you have a lobbyist i'm sure they yeah don't. i so i myself i worked in congress for seven years oh so okay i can i like so i have a lot of connections there and good. we've worked a lot with the 
members of Congress, and we do work with some state-level folks. Um, in California, I mean, you guys have such a great ground game here with so many local off-road groups. I let you do your thing, and if you ever want our help, we want to help you. <laughs> so I was going to bring that up, that California has Cal Four Wheel, California Association of Four-Wheel Drive Clubs, Corva, SDRC, and several other groups, uh, AMA District 30, Seven and 38 are also very active. Mm -hmm. So we don't see Blue Ribbon Coalition here very much because we have the people that can handle a lot of these problems. But other states, Idaho, um, Utah, Nevada, all these other Western states, they don't have as strong of of a base of organizations that can work on this land use problems. And BRC is is a strong group that, that handles stuff in those areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would argue that they actually do have great groups everywhere. Uh, there's so much of this work to do that we couldn't possibly have enough groups at right. this point. Our industry and our community, we still have a lot of work to do to act as big as we are. So anywhere where I see strength in organization, like what I see in California and, and in some other places, I want it to just flourish and grow and that you guys do what you do best. And if we, if there are things we can help with, we want to come in and help. So, for example, we're fighting a lawsuit right now against the National Monument designations, where mm-hmm. President Biden expanded the Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument. We're in the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals. We hope that goes to the Supreme Court. Uh, that's a national case. We're leading an effort on that. But I mean, we were talking before, Ed, you s- I mentioned there's new monument proposals here in California. Sure. What happens in our court case is going to impact what you guys do, and that's how I see it. Like, we just all have different roles to play, and we're doing different things. Well, before we go to break, you'll love my, my saying. Yeah, the it. government is taking my money to try to close our deserts, and then we have to take my money to fight the government with our money. Do you see a problem there? At least there's a lot of money. <laughs> but it's all our it's money. It's our money. It's None problem, of it is yeah. their money. None of it. We're the boss. You're there. They're the employees. I just don't get it. But, again, money talks, right? Yeah. The people that want to have those little dude ranches or what? The ski dude ranches. All right. We're going to take a quick break. This is SDRC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM S-T-O-R-C, Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is Ed getting married? I don't know. <laughs> I but don't know I, either. Someone stole his heart, and it makes me happy. I know. I, you don't even know how happy that makes I me I know, him. and we're going to keep a secret because we don't want anybody to know that he's going to have a wedding, and it's going to be massive, and everybody's invited, and it's all going to be at the desert. <laughs> hey, cute shade of red, huh? It is. <laughs> We're only kidding, folks. He's he's going to marry a motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> this segment is brought to you by SNS Off Road Magazine. Man, I'm telling you, hey, are you getting on the program to read the books online? Oh, her mysteries. I, I just, love them. I got them for my nephew. I just, but I like a hard book. But I got to sit and look on a computer and read. It. But I'm going to do it because it's good for a great cause. You can order her hard books. They're can at you? Moto Mystery, Moto Mysteries on really? Amazon. Yeah, I got them for my nephew. There's a set of four of them that are she's already cool? got to own. They're really great. They're really great for young mm. kids to get in. Who, are, if you're an off roader, you're a desert goer. Or if you're a kid at uh, heart. If you're a kid at heart. Moto Mysteries is a. a 
awesome set plus if you're an off-roader or if you're just getting into off-roading or you've never done it before or you've been doing it and you miss the magazine well they're online more pages more information need to buy an off-road part piece vehicle you'll get a better bang for your buck at sns o-r-m-a-g.com sherry and her husband just do a phenomenal job so make sure yep. you uh Aside from Race Desert, they got the best events calendar out there. They do. They yeah. re- they really, really do. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ed's back from Colorado, and he had some news. What did you want to talk about? Well, the Chuck, the proposed Chuck Wallen National Monument is uh, is working its way through the the system. So I learned about it at the Desert Advisory Council meeting in December. Ben, I don't know if you know, I'm appointed to the Desert Advisory Council for the Bureau of Land Management. Yeah, I'm glad you're there. Thank you. They brought up this proposed monument. It was the first I heard of it. And it's 660,000 acres. And it's in Riverside County and Imperial County uh, on the east side of the state, the southeast side of the state. And it it contains a lot of... um, of wilderness and areas of critical environmental concern, but it also has a lot of what we call Bureau of Land Management limited use area, or area where that's not really designated as anything, and they're, they're trying to designate that. And the big problem with this is that the DRECP has already designated this land, and, yep. and those letters mean Desert Renewable Energy Conservation Plan. So the DRECP, they, they took all the people that care about the desert, renewable energy people, environmentalists, recreational people, transmission um, people. They all made comments and, and they came out with this plan on how to manage California desert. And this desert um, is off the 10 freeway, right? If you're headed out towards, um, what's the big casino, Morocco casino right there? This, this is that is whole area south right there, of right? 10. It's going to be south of 10? Yeah. We're about but that, close to that, ten, so it's like uh, it's east-west. It's about even with the the Salton Sea, the top of the Salton Sea, and it goes to the southeast from there. Okay. It's kind of a wide oval that goes that direction. Mm-hmm. It's a big piece of land, so I don't know. Sometimes these things are like a freight train, like like you just can't stop it. But what you can do is maybe make an adjustment here and there. So there's an area that the Palm Springs Bureau of Land Management has been working on to make a, a more higher-use uh, recreation area, and they call it Mechacopia. And they, they did comments on it, scoping comments last year, and I got comments in. And I've been to this area, and it's very appropriate to make it an off-road vehicle area. Not only is it a good area to have off-roading, but it's surrounded by mountains with with big scary rocks and you wouldn't be able to leave the area like to it's sort of a natural boundary you, you wouldn't have to have a fence and there's like enticing terrain on the other side it's not like that the only there's mountains on three sides and the salton sea on the other so we figured out that that is slightly inside of the monument boundary oh is it so I called the congressman who's pushing this. His name is Raul Ruiz. Mm-hmm. He's congressman from Palm Springs and Eastern Riverside. And it turns out all of Imperial County that in the 2020 census, uh, oh. they readjusted. That's and now Juan Vargas doesn't have Imperial County. Now it's I thought it's Vargas still had. I did, too. Until I thought I Vargas working still on had. This. I was out shaking hands with Vargas a couple months ago. Oh, my God. So yeah. My bad. So, so Ruiz really wants this monument. 
So I called his office and I, I found the staff who's working on it. And she introduced me to a group of people who are outside of the congressman's office, but together had worked on this monument. And so I had a call with these people last week, about eight people. And one of them is the main person with Cal Wild, California Wilderness Coalition, uh, Linda Castro. Uh, there was another guy from the Audubon Society and other people from various conservancies that I didn't recognize. And I told them that we, this area has been worked on and now it's inside the monument and we'd like to have the monument boundary slightly adjusted so that this would be outside of the boundary. And so they've asked for uh, GIS information from Palm Springs BLM and I'm trying to get that right now. Actually, I, I don't know if Stonewall is the right word, but I emailed and called and I haven't heard back. So I may have to um, yeah, work on that yeah, some we, more. I, I know about all of these. Like we were part of the comment period on that Mechacopia trail system. Oh, you did well. that? Yeah, Thank you. We mm -hmm. engaged on that. And we have an action alert. I just put it up on our Instagram mm -hmm. stories, which you can find us on Blue Ribbon Coalition. But we have, there's three monuments in California we're watching and we're worried about. Chuck Walla is one of them. The other one is the Feather River. Yeah, the Feather River. Uh, I'm scared. That's up in Northern California yep. more. Mm -hmm. And then there is also, they want to expand the Berryessa of Snow National Monument. And so I just posted on Instagram, we have an action alert where you can kind of go and write your member of Congress and let them know what you think about these monuments. But that's good to know that the Mecca-Copia area is going to fall within the boundary of the Chukwala, uh, because it sounds like the Congress, the member of Congress needs to hear not just from Ed, but from a lot more people right. that that's right. a concern. And we would encourage Do you have the addresses and phone number on, on your Instagram page? We have a tool. So on Instagram, if you go to our stories, there's a link right there, and you can click on that link. Then we have one of those tools where it just helps put in you. Your, put in your zip code, and your, your representatives will pop up. Yeah. Because yeah. so that seems to be the biggest problem with not just off-roaders, anybody. You know, when somebody says, well, contact your, 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 uh -huh. your yep. state senator. <laughs> Who in the hell is my state senator? This one will take 30 seconds, um, and then it helps us because then we know how many people are actually doing it, so right. we know if it's effective or not. Yeah. And so, it's only on Instagram? Um, that's where I put the link right now, and okay. so we can put it on Facebook. It is on our website. It's just not up at and okay. it, it, you'd have to search around for and that's sharetrails.org org. yeah mm -hmm. so folks if you're not doing anything you just get on that on that website and follow the link to get to your because a lot of people don't think they listen but they do listen yeah. if enough people contact their representatives they do listen don't you agree Oh, yeah. yeah, especially on something like this where it's a reasonable ask. You're just telling them to exclude a certain area from a boundary. Right. All things being equal, I'd probably oppose the creation of the National Monument in general. I mean, it sounds like this member of Congress wants it, but I've just seen, I mean, we've been in planning processes with the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument. It's 2 million acres. They have versions of this plan where they're only leaving seven roads open in 2 million wow. acres. Wow. What? And so the, the folks who promote national monuments do a great job of making it sound like this isn't going to affect access or recreation. This is going to be better for recreation. And then you start it's seeing what happens works. down the road. Yeah. And that isn't true. We, it becomes heavily restricted for recreation. We've and lost these, so much hunting. We've lost so much fishing because of national monuments. And you I can't don't go understand out. Why. There's no access. What's the reasoning? Well, what is their reasoning it's to take all this away? Fast track to shut it down. If they go through the normal process, people like us have a lot more tools and yeah. legal tools. If they can get a president to designate it as a monument, it 
we call it management by designation. Right. right? So, well, I like management. Circle the, a big circle it's, and say, yeah. there it is. It is a lot easier, a lot bigger. I called the desert district manager, Shelley, and uh-huh. I said, if this gets um, done by Antiquities Act, how will the routes be affected? Like, will the existing management plans that, that have those routes, will that be um, the priority or will the monuments management plan create the mount, the routes? And she said that the, the management plan will probably create the routes. Yeah, because it's going to But override. they'll have to redo it. And they'll have to redo it in a way that's consistent with the proclamation. And a lot of times the proclamation will identify all the things, the management priorities for the new monument. I have yet to see one that prioritizes mm. motorized recreation. Right. They will mm. not prioritize mm-hmm. motorized right. recreation. Nope. And the then you'll the be fighting an uphill battle to mm-hmm. keep any of it open. And they'll keep some, very little. Um, and some are better than others. And usually the local folks, like the monument manager you're talking about, is going to come across as very reasonable and want to be a good partner on this and, and in good faith. But the the other thing these monuments do is it concentrates power into Washington, D.C. Sure. more than in the local branch. And it mm-hmm. becomes they become answerable to those higher-ups in D.C. more so than... That's what they want to do. Multiple it's use. 100% what they want to do. Right. They want to get rid of the local government. They want to have full control. Absolutely. Well, fight, 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 folks. Go to sharetrails.org. Help out. Go to storc.org. You know, go to Corva. Go to any and all. In fact, I recommend you join them all. It's one shot. Yeah. Hell, I went to breakfast this morning. I could have joined Blue, Blue Ribbon. Yeah. For what I paid for breakfast. <laughs> okay, I could have lost a little weight in one day. So, folks, get on board. Go to these websites. It's a health plan. It's a, it's <laughs> a great. By the time I join every single one of them, man, I could knock off 20, 30 pounds. You should write a diet book about this. Wouldn't, well, that, wouldn't that be a great diet book? <laughs> How to lose weight <laughs> without really working hard. I mean, you drive your vehicle to the trailhead to hike, right? I mean, most people don't consider that. I consider that part of the diet plan. I mean, okay. you know. Well, we'll work on that. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We come back with a lot more. S-D-O-R-C Dirt Radio with special guest Ben Burr from Blue Ribbon Coalition. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Ah. Hey folks, welcome back. This is S-T-O-R-C, Dirt Radio FM, 961 AM, 1170. The answer. Hey, need a new exhaust system? Well, go with the guy that's been doing it longer than I've been around, Ed Hansen. 3916 North Barcelona Street in Spring Valley, 619-698-7030. Hansenmufflers at gmail.com, where all your pipe dreams come true. Now, here's a guy, he's retired. But if you go to lunch with him, he could talk exhaust for hours on him. That's how good Ed is. And he is, I've watched him hand make exhaust systems custom, which they do. It's absolutely amazing. He just loves what he does. And he does it so seamlessly. I've never seen him waste a piece of pipe yet. Ed Hansen's Muffler. Go to Hansen's Muffler at gmail.com. And when you go in, tell them thanks for sponsoring SDORC Dirt Radio because it takes an army to make everything work, and he's one of the colonels. All right, we got uh, we got Ben Burr, we got Audrey and Ed. So 
let's go let's go back to to Ben for a second, but then I want to come back to Ed and talk about that virtual meeting and find out how that went. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what else have you got on the on your plate for 2024 that that you're really? I mean, you've got any big events you're you're putting on or you're getting ready to go to. Yeah, so that's a big question. I mean, we've been, since I started running in this about two years ago, we've been averaging about 300 actions a year where we're engaging on federal plans and wow. things that will affect outdoor recreation across this country. Right now, our biggest fight is probably this trail closure that happened in Moab where they closed 317 miles of trails, of very popular trails in, a, in one of the meccas of off-roading. Yes. Um, best trails on the planet is what I call them. And so we have, we'll be, we're in federal court right now on that. We're appealing that decision. We'll be having our first hearing in the Salt Lake City District Court, uh, basically to see if we can get an injunction in place Mm -hmm. and prevent these closures from going into effect while we go through the litigation process. And so that's happening on February 21st. So that's, we don't, like those are our big events as a court date, mm-hmm. um, and so <laughs> well, we'll that's be what there. you do. I mean, that's yeah. that's 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 what you stand for. Yeah, and so I'm looking forward to that just to see what a judge thinks about what's going on there. And we've I've been out doing field work to kind of document what's already happening on the ground with these trails to try to make a good case that the BLM should leave these open while we solve the legal questions right. and. And then we have a few. I mean, we'll be hearing having a hearing, I believe, on our national monument case sometime mm-hmm. in March. Uh, another big legal action we filed about a month ago was we're challenging all the film permitting regulations on public land on constitutional mm-hmm. grounds that those are violating a First Amendment, and so that is in the district court in Idaho. We should have a now, hearing on a preliminary you, injunction you, on that. Now, what do you mean by that? What the film industry? What are the, what what we. We had a we had a member who had been contacted by the Forest Service, and they told him he needed to take down all 800 of his YouTube videos, and they were going to fine him $1,000 for each one because he put a GoPro on his helmet and put those on YouTube, and they're considering that a form of commercial filming. And so they have now started in, in isolated cases I've heard identifying this. that social media content creators are participating in commercial filming and that they need to be getting film permits or they're violating federal law. Just tell them it's the AI. BLM, the just BLM tell them it's AI. We have nothing to do. I don't know what you're talking about. It's yeah, just AI. It's, they, <laughs> surprise, the federal agencies aren't keeping up with technology. Yep, thanks. Um, but they, it's heavy-handed. There's been court cases about this already. We're actually... We will be ready to appeal this one all the way up through the Ninth Circuit and potentially the Supreme Court if necessary. But it just is so. So with Ed, so if Ed goes, I've heard of the Bureau of Land Management doing this with drones in Glamis. Okay, because but, there's a lot of individuals mm-hmm. that are out there that that set their drone to chase them, and and then yeah. they'll throw it on Instagram. Or, and if anything or in the background mm-hmm. they don't like, mm-hmm. and yeah. if you get married, you can't go to Niagara Falls. You can't have Niagara Falls in the background. What? You have to have a permit. Yeah, you have a permit. So you're going so to put me in a barrel and throw me over the falls. You know what? <laughs> if you have a permit. Guess if what? I have a permit. You don't have to get married because you can't go anywhere and take pictures because they're going to go after you. I like the way that rolls. No. It's ridiculous. There's absolutely no constitutional right. So it's basically freedom of speech, right? So BRC is, is 
made you made a lawsuit for that? Yeah, we're in federal court. You're right You're in now. federal court over that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's totally amazing. Did you know that SDRC gave you a bunch of money last year? Yeah, we, we through were, Red Rock. Anyway, we're very proud no, of, we're of your work. And why do you, why do small, you think he's sitting here? Why do you a think he's A very small he's amount of of, <laughs> this of help guy, that this we are guy, giving you. This guy yeah. is doing exactly what I wanted somebody in the off road community to do. Yeah, that just went balls to the wall. And yeah. going after the, because I can't, I bet you, when you walk into court wearing that hat, people start getting nervous. That's what we hope. Hopefully. We want them to, like, I mean, that's... But you do it, and, and that's the other thing I really want to bring up. We want you to call your politicians. We want you to call your representatives. Be polite. Mm-hmm. Don't be a butthead. Just say, <laughs> on this particular situation, we really think that you should allow us to continue to go. We're responsible off-roaders. We pack it in. We pack it out. So please consider that before you make a decision. Because if you scream, yell, and holler, then they're going to just use it against you. Yeah. Or we, us. We believe in trying to solve all these things reasonably right. through the process. Right. That's why we have lawyers and everybody else doing this. And we do want them to be when we show up to be concerned that's called litigation pressure and there's a lot of decisions that get made where you don't even have to file a legal action but they're just adjusting their direction based on what they think the litigation pressure is going to be and they always get that from the side that wants to shut down trails they don't always get that from our side and i'm we're trying to be that that's why we do comment on everything we possibly can well ed works even when he was working and now he's retired you know he was constantly in fact in fact we'll talk about that uh here in a few minutes because you had a uh open uh virtual we had the virtual meeting with san diego county parks uh, last week, they're talking about um, a new off-road park that we're trying to get. So uh, a former state assemblyman, former state senator, Joel Anderson, ran for county supervisor a couple of three years ago. Okay. And when he was running, I personally asked him if he got elected, would he help us get an off-road park? And he got elected, and he's really been trying to help us get an off-road park. So I talked to Tom Lemon, the off-highway vehicle commissioner of the state recently, and he said that he, when he heard about that, he encouraged Joel to make a, a green sticker grant um, request. And so they, the county put up $100,000, and they got 300000 for a $400,000 project planning grant to work on this off-highway vehicle park. So they've had a couple of meetings, and last week we had a, a, a meeting – and it was more of a, a meeting that explained what's going on in the process, where they are, what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. And uh, several of us gave them pressure. We encouraged them to find a place close to San Diego. I yeah. really like the area between Hamul and Otai right here that they have highlighted. Um, I think that that's okay. a key area that I think is going to be great. I like that, too. There, there's some spots down there that might work. Um, yeah. What th- th- there is a slight issue with that is that's not in Joel Anderson's district. Joel Anderson has a very big district, and it would be to our advantage to find a place in his district. Uh, that district, um, that land, is in it's, Terry Reamer's district, yeah. and she's a Democrat. And I don't know if she would help us as much. I don't believe so at all. So, so then we're like looking along the Alpine highway and Descanso. The Highway 8 corridor between El Cajon and uh, Pine Valley, somewhere in there, that would be the, the prime area to go to. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's like that is what I love about the local California groups. Like California, of all the states I work in, you guys have some very, very big challenges, very entrenched groups that want to restrict access, and you'll always like that's always going to be a formidable force. But you guys have somehow also found a way to use your state grant programs and local clubs that have a lot of prestige and just recognition with the agencies, and you go get them to open and create new things. And I think every state could learn a lot from how you guys do that. So I, I'm looking forward to writing whatever park you guys end up building here. <laughs> if we ever get it, and I let would us love know to have you out. Help. Yeah, we, we, um, San Diego Off-Road Coalition originally started this uh, mission over 30 years ago. We had originally lined up um, uh, uh, out the 67 um, between Lakeside and Ramona was supposed to be an OHV park um, just north of Lake San Vicente. Um, and it would be basically between um, the Barona Indian Reservation and Ramona um, in the back uh, area right there. Um, there's still beautiful land in which could potentially be utilized. You know, that land is still vacant. It's still vacant. We, we tried to get that into an off-road park. California State Parks was on board, and they were working on a process. They had the, It was a great piece of land because it didn't have neighbors, and dust mm -hmm. wouldn't bother anybody. And um, mm -hmm. the, the then-county supervisor pulled the rug out from under it, and it really broke a lot of hearts. And we basically stopped working on it after that because with her in office, we could never go anywhere. Um, but, but she termed out... They, they started term limits, and then Joel Anderson came in, and um, he's more of a friend of ours than just about any politician I've worked with. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty darn happy with him. Yeah, it also helps to have one who wants to lead the charge. How many other are on the board of supervisors in this county? Uh, there's five supervisors, yeah. um, two Republicans and three Democrats. Okay. The new Democrat... There's one that's new. A guy uh, got in trouble and lost lost his um, his seat, and a new person came in, and we're not sure where she'll land. Although I, I kind of suspect maybe not on our side. Okay. But. I mean, but the thing I've learned with local government is, even if the, traditionally the politics don't line up like you think they would, if it's very local and they get a lot of input and pressure from their actual local constituents, they'll tend to go where the winds are blowing among their constituency at that level of government. So yeah. it's definitely worth... Fingers crossed we can put some pressure on them. You know, I know Hamul is a big off-roading area. I know all of East County is big off-roading. San Diego itself, I mean, San Diego is just huge. I mean, we yeah. we have it all here. Well, I um, counted county parks last year, and they said that there's about 130,000 off-highway vehicle registrations in the county. And that's off-highway vehicle. So there's a bunch of vehicles that aren't registered, and then there's a whole lot of street legal stuff that's not on that. All yeah. the motorcycles, Jeeps, four-wheel drives. That says, I mean, the state of Utah has that many. Yeah. And you got, your yeah. county has that. I yeah. think people forget how many people <laughs> yeah. live down here in Southern California. And you <laughs> would think all of the manufacturers of all the products and vehicles that enjoy the off-road, would be clamoring to your organizations to give you as much money necessary to keep all of these areas open, right? Yeah, and and a lot of them are. I mean, we've gotten a lot of industry support in the last Excellent. year, and it it's picking up. I mean, we've all, I, like I said at the beginning, our industry, our community, our culture, we need to act as big as we actually are. Like, 
to bring up these numbers. I mean, we are a massive constituency, and we yes. just yeah. don't act like it. Nope. The industry needs to position us to do that, and right. I think there's a lot of us here who want to do that. Well, the sadly, I think I've, I've I've brought it up in the past as well, though. But most of us, I feel, are the ones that are the ones that are the FAFOs. We we're the ones that leave us be. You know, don't we don't want to be involved. We don't want to have it. We're we're just going to be there. Mm-hmm. We're going to do our own thing. But if it comes true and you really poke that beehive, we're going to come out and we're going to come out in force. And when we come out in force. All, all, all hell will break loose. But I want it to happen ahead of time, not when it's too late. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, a whole lot more right here on S-D-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to S-D-O-R-C Dirt Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. Big welcome to Ben Burr uh, from uh, Blue Ribbon Coalition. Need to go to share at him to help him keep uh, the deserts open, the mountains open, the trails, you name it. And they need all the help they can get. Um, so, again, thanks for showing up, Ben. We Truly, yeah, truly appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Also, a big shout out to Wayne Miller Tire. That's Audrey's personal tire replacement person. <laughs> she tears up more tires than a semi. <laughs> and if you have a big rig, if it's stuck on the side of the freeway or you know wherever it may be, they've got the capabilities to come in and get you. But you know they also do uh, general automotive repair, oil changes, tune-ups, wheel alignment, brakes, shock suspension. Transmission services, you name it, Ricky can do it. 619-596-2800. Just check them out. And when you talk to Ricky, tell him, hey, thanks a lot for supporting the off-road community because it takes everybody as a group to make all of this happen, and we can't do it individually. Uh, So, again, Ben, I, I can't thank you enough for coming out. Sounds like you've got a full plate. I mean, it's only February, and and but you have to. How do you keep your ear to the ground? How do you know all of the stuff that's coming out? Because you're covering the United States. Mm-hmm. You're not just covering one state. Yeah, no, that's a good question. And so, first of all, is I have a great team. I mean, I hired a great policy director right after I was promoted to be the executive director. Her name's Simone Griffin, and. She and I together just get on all the email lists and we listen. We're following everybody on social media, all these government agencies. And that's step one. Step two is Blue Ribbon Coalition has hundreds and hundreds of clubs and organizations who are also members of our organization. Ed talked about that his organization had supported us. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a lot of great organizations in California that support us. A lot of times we hear from those clubs and groups what's happening, and that's and so we we get called an umbrella organization where we have a lot of these other clubs and organizations that feed information up to us, and we like when that happens because we always want good sharp people on the ground in the areas where we're working if we can find them, and so it's absolutely it's kind so of you're, a so you're looking effort. for you're looking for an army is what you're looking for yeah yeah so if there's somebody out there listening right now because this does go all over the place. Just go to sharetrails.org. I'm sure there's a comment page or something that, where they can say, hey, I'm out here in Tupelo, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and they're trying to close down this one area, yada, yada, yada. You'll look into it. And if there's anything you can do, then you and your team will, will look at it and do whatever you can to, to make it uh, make it happen. 
100% correct. Contact us page on our website. Okay. That's exactly what you just described. Perfect, because that's that's what it takes, and you can't be afraid to do it. You got to get you got to mm-hmm. get involved because if you're not involved. You can't complain when something goes away. And I'm really glad the corporate people, uh, do you have any big corporations? And the reason I'm saying is because I want you to send this show to them and thank them on air, whether whatever manufacturer that you'd like to throw some love at. Yeah, so the one who's given us a lot of support is actually the Yamaha Outdoor Access Initiative. They've given us grants Mm -hmm. to do. We produce like a Lost Trails guidebook. And where we go out and find, we found that the number one reason trails were getting closed when we were going through this travel planning process mm-hmm. wasn't actually because of resource damage, environmental issues, or abusive behavior by bad users, which is what everybody thinks sure. is why they're getting closed. It was actually because we weren't using the trails enough and they were reclaiming. And then the environmental uh, groups were saying, hey, we shouldn't be using these trails anymore because then we'll be hurting nature. So we use the Lost Trails Guidebook to go find the trails that are in that position of if we don't start using them, we'll lose them. And Yamaha was one of the big ones who sponsored that. And then to how do you do get that, that? How do you get that guide? Uh, ShareTrails.org, or if you go to LostTrailsGuidebook.org, okay, uh, that's where you can also find. Mm-hmm. We have Volume One and Volume Two. Do you have those? I bought. I bought. You can borrow it. No, I'm going to buy it. I have volume one. I would love to send you guys some promotional (laughs) copies. You can give them away on the show or whatever you want to do. Because I think, you know, again, that is such an intelligent way to go. Thank Yamaha. Yamaha gave you the little signs for the bomb range. Uh, no, the kids' oh, the- training track in Corral Canyon, we put um, hay bale covers over the hay bales at okay. the kids' training track. They paid for all the hay bales from the kids for the but kids' didn't training they do the track. Little They've done the signage for us. They gave us the reflectors us. for the bombing That's range. That's it. They, 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 um, the military put a fence on a bombing range mm-hmm. border between the BLM open area and the bombing range, and they didn't put enough reflectors on it, and there were some collisions at night. So we got a grant from Yamaha. We bought thousands of reflectors and clipped them along the uh, the fence. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you got people blowing up because there is live <laughs> munitions <laughs> out. It just adds to the adventure, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. See, how, see how capable your rig yeah. really is. You know, they, they tell you not to go into the bombing range for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet no. my Jeep could take it. Watch this. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's YouTube and he's getting arrested. Got a good skin All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and again... Big shout out to Yamaha. I mean, again, and I'm sure you have tons of other supporters. Yeah, uh, a lot of the dealers then, like to get those grants, you have to have a dealer supporter. So we had oh. um, Jorgensen's in Utah was our big dealer sponsor on those. But then we sold sponsorships in the guidebook. We had like Nash Power Sports out in Arizona, and we had right now power sports out in arizona i like if i start listing these it's gonna get dangerous because i'll forget well yeah you'll forget out, you're in trouble. Uh, well the best a, thing to do get get the guidebook yeah, you know, yeah. see who the sponsors see are. see who the sponsors are and when you deal with that area you know if you're in there stop by and thank them yeah it'll I blow wanted, them away when you do one more so ineos grenadier Oh, okay. have you seen those yet? They're yeah. kind of like new, like kind of look like G wagons. Um, yeah. They've got a f- network of dealers, and I become good friends with Tony Warner out of Salt Lake, and he does the adventure vans. But he became the dealer for any of. See, I'm trying to get one right now because I also put vehicles on TV. Yeah, and and then a friend of mine, um, uh, Mercedes Lilenthal okay. and Andy Lilenthal. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. But they go everywhere. And they got one to do the Alcan 5000. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And so I gave them a whole bunch of air time, you know, so they can talk about the vehicle. 
Of course, knowing those two knuckleheads are probably going to try to buy one. <laughs> but hats hats off to them. And there's a company yeah, so that's just supportive, and yeah. they're new, and they've been innovate. Like, and I went out on, and what they're doing is every their new customers are inviting me or someone from my team to come out on a ride with them and mm-hmm. teach them about off roading right. responsibly, oh, but then also that about just becoming breaks your heart. So, I bet you hate that when they make you do that. Yeah, it's a rough day when I have to go <laughs> cruise around in these new rigs and, and see not get yelled do. at by somebody that's in court. That yeah. is such a that is so cool. All right, what else you got coming, Ed? So uh, yesterday I did a, a beta motorcycle ride day out on Chocolate Mountain uh, near El Cajon. What's a beta? Beta is an Italian motorcycle. They make about twenty four models of bikes, uh, some dual sports, some trials bikes and some enduro bikes, and two motocross, a 300 two-stroke and a 450 uh, four-stroke motocross bike. They actually... Yeah. The Beta 250 is awesome. Cool. They, got a, they yeah. got a bike in the um, in, in the main event last night. Did you watch the Supercross? The, That's I what did. Desiree writes. That was great. And did you see that, the, the little kids? Oh, on the electric, li- uh, the little bikes? Wait a minute. Excuse me. What, what kind of bikes? The what? electric KTM mini uh, bikes. Wait a minute. Was that an off-road bike? Let, let me double check. <laughs> Didn't he not tell me 5,000 times there's no electric off-road bikes? They're not going to let me ride that thing. Well, I'm you're about too tall. 180 pounds too heavy but for that. Did you see those little <laughs> rascals? They were doing good. Oh, yeah. But anyway, see, there are electric off-road yeah. bikes. Anyway. I have um, Mike Dean, a San Diego Off-Road Coalition member who we're trying to become a board member. I'm trying to talk him into it. Stepped up to host our cleanup um, coming up this month in two weeks, February 24th. So this month we usually do um, either the end of January, beginning of February. It's usually Painted Gorge right at the base of the 8 Freeway. Painted Gorge has been really good, um, well-maintained, I guess. And and so we um, are going to go just further, just between... um, Painted Gorge and Superstition is Plaster City. Oh. We're going to stage at Plaster City from 9 to 1. Um, Mike Dean's going to be out there with the Easy Up. He's going to host it. He'll cook you some hot dogs and what serve day? you some lunch. This is going to be Saturday, February 24th right out down, at Plaster folks. City. Saturday, February 24th is going to be our Desert Cleanup Trails Maintenance Day. Um, we're working with the Bureau of Land Management. There's the famous Juan Batista Trail right there. It's really popular. A lot of people hit it. They don't realize they're on it. Um, it's a <laughs> it's the it's the sea, Sand to Sea Trail, um, Sea to Sea. To SEMA trail. Um, they, uh, we actually are working with the Bureau of Land Management. We're going to have some new signs to install, so hopefully you can come out, cool. spend some day with us. You need some community service hours. We can give you that. All Saturday, right. February 24th. Hope to see you there. All Otherwise, right. I'll catch you at TDS. Yes, indeed. Tierra del Sol Desert Safari is going to be coming up here on March 3rd, so That's hopefully I'll catch you at TDS. Rocking and rolling. All right. Hey, folks, go to sharetrails.org. Thanks for joining us, Ben. 50 bucks, Ben, from uh, Blue Ribbon Coalition. Again, thank you a million for coming on. It was a lot of fun. All right, don't go anywhere, folks. Our San Diego Automotive Museum Radio right around the corner. Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl, the program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit SDORC.org. That's S-D-O-R-C dot org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego.